podcast where science fiction meets pop culture we're the podcast that covers everything pop culture and beyond the multiverse are you ready to get your geek on crank up the delorean warm up the proton packs toss a coin to your witcher and deep dive into your favorite plate of chimichangas this is pop x cast Listening to Pop X Cast, where science fiction meets pop culture. Here we go! Pop X Cast. I was born in it, molded by it. Pop X Cast. Excelsior. Oh my gosh. It is December the 8th, 2021. Christmas season. Wasn't that a banging song at the intro? That's like, dun, 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 I love it. Yeah, man, it felt so good. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this show. We were going to have it on Sunday. I was kind of away on a vacation, but it's good to be back. We can always catch this thing up and do it midweek. That's the beauty about Pop X. But man, I, I got to say, the chat is kind of being thrown down right now. Look at yeah. this. We've got Michael yeah. Murray. We've got DC <laughs> in the house. And if you guys don't know this, i got to let you guys know a little secret. If you look at SJ McFly over in the chat room, okay. that is my neighbor literally across the street from me. That hey. is Mr. Shane. What's up, Hi, Shane? Neighbor. Hi, awesome. Shane. How are you neighbor. doing, Shane? Let's go, Shane. I like oh, Shane. You be my neighbor. Shane oh. brings me cookies. Bring me cookies, Shane. I like the way he makes my cookies. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was really weird. But uh, so that welcome, works. Shane. Hope you guys are having a blast. I got Dez hanging out. Oh my gosh. And I talk Marvel. And then Jeremy Stoltz, like, really, like, yeah. I'm going to be playing this live in the background while I'm doing my show. I forgot to go early. Uh, we love you, Jeremy. I hope you know Aww. that. Yeah, we love you, man. Jeremy always giving the love. Yeah, man. He's got He's got a lot of love to give, that Jeremy. He's and pretty let's cool. Let's not forget DC. Let's not. Let's not yeah. forget DC. I mean, um, guys, I'm going to pin a message in the live chat room right now. If you're joining us over on the YouTube popx.live chat room right now, you will notice I just pinned a little Discord link. Now, if you want to be part of the creative multiverse, and, and before we get into the formalities of our intro, we've been working on this thing. It, it, it's, it's a pretty organically cohesive kind of coming together Discord server. 
of creatives. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later uh, in the show, but I want to go ahead and post that link. If you guys are on Discord and you want to get con uh, connected with other creatives, let's do it. But Austin Burke, rumor has it, you might be going to the Big Apple for Christmas. What? Yes, yeah, we're leaving. Uh, we're leaving in two days. What? Yeah, go to New York. Yeah. Wow. What, now, what? What? What brings you are to you the Big Apple? Watch Hamilton. <laughs> well, we we were debating between a Broadway show and the Rockettes, but I think we're going to go back next year, maybe. Uh, so since it's Christmas time. I believe we're going to go with the Rockheads. Yes, so basically, you do that. I, it looks amazing, right? So I tried I one of those in, kicks one time. The, the, oh, the, were they doing the... I, and then when they're doing the... Notice I just... I said one went, time. I said one did time. Did you pull a Hemi? Uh, I pulled something. I was going to ask you if you wanted to replicate that. I keep, but you know, I, 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 I would in another lifetime. In another multiverse, <laughs> maybe. Oh. Or just after the show, you can FaceTime me and try it. I will. He'll put okay. it on his TikTok. Yeah, I'll, I'll get I'll get my thong on, and we'll make sure that happens just for oh you, cuz. Yeah, because I know that you appreciate <laughs> so that. Oh man, so I would be too. It is the season <laughs> of giving here on Fawfest. <laughs> no, and I'm excited. I'm well. I was Merry in, Christmas. I was <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. I was in New York in October, and I'm like, I, there's I don't have time to do anything fun. And Madison's always wanted to oh. go. And we had one of those <laughs> Rogers the musical. I, I was from. like, I'm with the SJ over here in the chat. I want to go see Rogers the musical. Let's I'm do this. Sorry. Oh my god! And and there's uh there's actually a couple. So if we were to do Broadway show, what would you guys? Because we were like, what about the Lion King show? Does that look interesting to anybody? Because the Lion King one, the Lion King nostalgia there. Well, if you're going to do like old school, definitely Lion King or Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. Definitely somewhere. If you're going to go old school Broadway. Definitely go Phantom of the Opera. If you want to see some really, you know, the heart. I don't want to say the heart. Wicked is also another good one. Oh, God, uh, Wicked is amazing. Code of Many yeah. Colors is another good one. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's running right now uh, up there, but... Um, I was like, give me a list. And th I don't there's know so many good <laughs> ones. Yeah, there's so many good ones up there. Um, but I might, if I was going to go for the holidays, definitely you got to see the Rockettes. But I would say... Either Phantom of the Opera or Wicked, okay, yeah, would be my is, top she, two. She saw Wicked and she's like, "I really, really." So we might actually do Wicked Saturday, Rock yeah. Friday. So yeah, that, that so. might be the plan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, are you guys ready to kick this show off? Let's go. Yeah. Because I know I am. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. All right, Austin All right. Kick it <laughs> off for us, man. I'll start us off, guys. Well, right. we want to welcome everybody to Pop X, where science fiction uh, meets pop culture. I am Austin Burke, the Appalachian geek at heart, and uh, everybody joining us live in the popx.live chat room. You guys are super active tonight, which is incredible. Come hang out with us. Join the conversation at popxcast.com. If this is your first time tuning in, the first 10 to 15 minutes, we run down the headlines since our last show. And then we deep dive, oh boy, into all things nostalgic. This week's Retro mm. Rewind is one of my faves. Uh, and then at the halfway point, we're going to talk about Hawkeye, episodes mm -hmm. one through four. four. Got episode four this morning, yeah. uh, so be sure to stay tuned. And if you haven't seen episode four, you may want to watch it before we talk tonight because... It's some big stuff. Happening. Some good stuff going on there. <laughs> yeah. And I am Joseph Burke, Central Florida's seasoned comic book nerd and retro enthusiast. Now, also Lindsay and myself and a host of other amazing creatives are doing a weekly live stream now on Twitch. Uh, as I mentioned, I remember that little thing I told you about earlier, the Discord channel. Uh, man, it's a great way to connect with other creatives, whether you're into um, regular illustration, pen on paper, ink on paper, 
painting, photography, poetry, songwriting, uh, composing, even cosplay falls under that. There is a section for whatever your creative talents are in the Creative Multiverse on our Discord server. And also, too, uh, I will be streaming. Literally, I'm doing double time tonight. I'm on PopX now, and then at 11 o'clock, literally right after PopX, I'll be on my Twitch channel doing the Creative Multiverse, doing graphic design. You guys come and hang with me. I'm sure that we'll be having Lindsay and the fam all hanging out with us, but it's a great way for us to grow as a collective community of artists. So I hope you guys can connect with us on our Discord. That is pinned here in the chat. If you need a link of that, let me know, and I'll make sure to get it to you, okay? But it's also going to be in the show description here on YouTube. So if you click on the show description, boom, you have that open invite. Nice. Awesome. Well, I'm uh, Lindsay Badger, your favorite geeky oaky, and if you missed... Our last episode, 135, we broke down everything Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was such a good movie. I want to go back and watch it again. So good. Oh, my gosh. And our retro rewind was, of course, Uncle Buck. So we got to uh, throw down all the good retro goodness of the lovey feels of family and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to go watch that replay, it is on our official website at popxcast.com, as, long, as well as all of our other episodes that we've done all 135 of them there for your viewing pleasure go get it it's so great get it um if you like what you're seeing here tonight on our channel or on the of course we also podcast out make sure you are uh clicking the like button the subscribe button the bells the bops the dings the does do all the things (laughs) that you need to do to make sure that you're connected with us and we schedule the shows early ahead of time so you guys know when we're going live next um and if you are on our lovely podcast platforms there's several of them we're out there on um please make sure that you are giving us a nice rating preferably five stars if you are asking us our opinion we think we're pretty good but um we want to know your opinions and thoughts and hopefully they're good and you know, it's it's just so amazing. I'm just so excited about tonight's uh, specific show and just getting things started. Um, like I said, that Discord link is in the YouTube description. But um, I am ready to just open this thing up and just start talking and just have some fun. So we're going to go ahead and roll the headlines. You guys stay put. We'll be right back in just a minute. Pop X News coming your way right now. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is Pop X News. Coming to you live, right here on popxcast.com. All right, you guys may have seen this. I'm going to leave this out this week, guys, because I just, you know, it's it's kind of a, a heavy hitter here. It's 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 hitting in the feels. Um, I'm not sure exactly what just happened to my OBS and why there is no OBS right now. Uh, that's not good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um I don't know what to do at this point. Uh, so we have a live stream that's going somewhere, and I don't know where it's going, but uh, evidently, oh, wait, there, there's OBS. OBS is working. Uh, evidently, uh, it's here, and it's not streaming. Uh, so that's great. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's paused on my end. Yeah. Yeah, it just started doing the circle. Okay, hold on a minute. Let me see if I can get it right back in there. All right, so we'll do that. All right, I believe, hopefully we're back here. On this end, I have no idea why that crashed, but we'll get back to it here in a second, figuring it out on the old <laughs> hiccups. Gotta love them, right? Isn't it great? Are we back? Can anybody confirm? Are we back? I, it looks like we're good. Okay. 
have no idea what happened there, but um, I, do, I do want to say I had a little hiccup today. Um, really quickly, CenturyLink on my end had this crazy outage nationwide. It was the craziest thing ever. Uh, and so um, from Florida to like Midwest to California, uh, CenturyLink has been out and my internet has been sporadic all day. So if you get a slight little hiccup for about five or 10 seconds, just bear with us. The stream will be back. All right. Are we good? Yeah, I think we're good. All right. But if you guys were watching this week, a little bit of news Still come muted? through. What's that? I'm checking. Oh, am I muted? I'm muted. Maybe muted. On I'm the muted. Yeah, I'm muted. Okay. Um, but um, so anyway, little hiccup there. I want to let you guys know. CenturyLink on my end has been streaming out. Uh, basically, has been tweeting that that's my internet service provider. That there's been intermittent outages throughout the entire nation today on CenturyLink, and so that is my internet provider. And so if you get a little five or ten second hiccup, spare with us. We'll be right back. We're not going anywhere. But um, as you've won watching the comic book news this week, you may have saw this article come through. Uh, we had some sad news about our good friend, Mr. George Perez. And if you don't know who George Perez is, he is an amazing comic book artist that not only drew for Marvel, but worked for DC as well. And uh, I'm just going to read this, and you guys can just interpret it. But a very heart-wrenching press release from the desk of famed comic book illustrator legend George Perez on Mondays sent waves of emotion and outpouring of love to the iconic artist who brought to life so many of our favorite characters. Now, in the press release, Perez stated, and I'm going to say this in a quote, I've opted to just let nature take its course, and I will enjoy whatever time I have left as fully as possible with my beautiful wife of over 40 years, my family, friends, my fans. Since I received my diagnosis and prognosis, those in my inner circle have been given so much love and support and help, both practical and emotional. They have given me peace. And I just want to be able to say goodbye with smiles as well as tears. Mm, that's hard to read. George, uh, if you guys don't know, was diagnosed with stage 3 pancreatic cancer, inoperable. Uh, so um, just it's, it's just heart-wrenching to read this. To read the full press release, you can actually of George Perez's thing, you can go to at George Perez over on Facebook for this and future updates. He has made a brand new Facebook page to update his fans, his friends, and his family on his well-being going forward. But he has opted not to treat his pancreatic cancer, and so he's weighed the options. Is it really worth losing your hair and, and destroying yourself? You, you you know what I'm saying? It's just one yeah. of those. Uh, I don't even know how to approach this topic. Um, it's a tough one. It it's, sucks. It's hard to talk you about. Know, that's what took Steve Jobs was pancreatic yeah. cancer. So many amazing people. In I our, just I just pray that he finds joy with the time that he has left. And yeah. That, you know, there's not a lot of suffering involved with it. Yeah. That's that's all. Same. Um, but yeah, that's it's. If you guys aren't familiar with George Perez's work, definitely get on Google later after the show. Check it out, and I think you guys will just be inspired by how awesome this guy is. I would put him up in the ranks of around the uh, '70s, '80s era artists. Um, definitely following in the footsteps of the likes of Jack Kirby, but yet kind of paving his own style. Obviously. Uh, some really good stuff. He did a lot of great work on The Incredible Hulk and The Avengers back in the day. Mm -hmm. But he also took a stint over into DC World and did some uh, indie comics as well. 
but um, I loved his I loved his work on Teen Titans. Yeah, uh, that that was kind of I was a big fan of the Teen Titans growing up, the animated series, and a lot of those stories kind of stemmed from what he gave us in the new Teen Titans, which was really cool. So it's cool when you see you know back and forth between Marvel and DC, and, and both left a big impact. So it's just just at least the, the legacy is absolutely there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely it's it's a tragedy. It absolutely. is. It sure is. Austin, I'm going to give you this next one because this kind of speaks your realm, bro. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. I, I don't even know how to contain my excitement. All right. So <laughs> Spidey's new runtime is a long one. Oh, man. <laughs> Settle in, web slingers. Despite all the mysteries surrounding Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, one thing is certain Sony and Marvel Studios pulled out all of the stops for Peter Parker's next big screen outing with Benedict Cumberbatch putting in a guest appearance as Doctor Strange and at least five, count them, five major supervillains uh, coming back into the field. The film is poised to be the biggest Spidey adventure yet, and now it officially has a runtime to match. Collider has confirmed that No Way Home is 150 minutes or two and a half hours long. So my question is, <laughs> for everyone in the chat, are you guys excited for next week? Do you feel that there's more hype with this film than Endgame and Infinity War. And just to give you a little insight, a peek into the box office. Oh, boy. If you look at the pre-sales for what this movie is, I believe second or third all time, it is on pace to get as close to Avengers Infinity War and Endgame as any movie in history. And this is in the midst of a pandemic where box office has been kind of disappointing wow. across the board. So I'm fascinated to see what the second weekend is like. But, you know, looking at ticket sales and everything, this is easily the biggest movie this year. This could end up being one of the biggest movies of all time, and Dang. I am high. I've already have four confirmed screenings for next week. My first wow. on Tuesday. Oh my gosh! My are last you on Saturday. Yes, so I am very hyped for this film. That's amazing. Wow. Four times. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I had to make sure, right? He's like, so yeah. I didn't know if I was going to get a get an early screening, and I finally got my invite today. So I'm like, okay, I need Thursday at three. Well, then I got to see it with my buddy, so I need Friday at seven. Well, then I got to see it with my wife and then my other friends. So I need Saturday at six. Now I'm going to see it four times. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, getting back to the question and the He's thing. He's going to have the script memorized before our next show. Well, that would be great. I mean, but <laughs> do you feel that there is a little bit more of a stir around this than there was in the last two fi Avenger films? Do you, or do you kind of feel it's kind of even? I, I feel it's the unknown is what has everyone talking. And, mm. and while, you know, obviously we didn't know who was going to die in right. Avengers Endgame, right. we don't know who's going to show up. Well, we kind of do. But we yeah. don't well, know yeah. who's going to show up in this movie. So it's, it's the talk. And once... Yeah. Boy, oh boy. Just, hey, let me tell you guys, stay off the internet. Stay off the they're, internet. They're yeah. in, Wednesday it releases in certain countries, and um, yeah, just shut yeah. everything down. Well, here's <laughs> here's a little bit of the difference between the, the, the end game storyline and, and the Spidey stuff. Obviously, they're, they're all kind of intertwined within each other yeah. also, but when they were making the original Spider-Man movies, they had zero intention of stringing them all together. Absolutely. Right. True. So they didn't have a decade of hype to build up. They had and then of all of a sudden, Tom, Tom, old Tommy boy comes along and, and knocks Spidey out of the park. And then they're <laughs> like, oh, yeah, and we've already done a movie with Doctor Strange, so we can revisit this. And like, OK, well, we're going to like glue and cut and paste everything together and make stuff work. And they've already confirmed and slash denied 
multiple times that we're going to be seeing reiterations of of past Spidey folk. What's well, funny? So, I was just recently watching. I didn't mean to cut you off, but you know, Spider Man Two really? with Doc Ock. Yeah. When when Peter Parker goes into J. Jonah Jameson's office and they're trying to figure out yes. a name for Doc Ock, he's like, "Well, let's just name him Doctor Strange." Oh wait, that's taken. And it's funny because that Sam Raimi is directing yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> the same director. So, so wild, dude. <laughs> so Crazy. I mean, I think it's part of the unknown, but it's also a part of the excitement of the what if is is is. I see really what you the, did there. Yeah, yes. I see what you the, did. The what if that's that gonna happen because it really literally could be anything. It yeah. could be. It could it be. It could be anything. I'm so excited. Well, and, and think about this, and I, I still think hype for Endgame was maybe a little bit higher, but so that goes back to 2008 with Iron Man, right? Yeah. This goes all the way back to 2001 with Toby's first Spider-Man. So it's crazy, bro. This spans further than the whole MCU, and I think that so amount good. of hype. <laughs> Dude, I mean, nice. not only are you not only did Feige connect Iron Man to the entire Infinity Saga. Yeah. He's connecting Sony Pictures early <laughs> films to the <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. before my brain explodes, Lindsay Badger, please take the next article. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. All right. Well, um, a new cinematic universe based on the works of Stan Lee is on the way. Shut up. I'm telling you. Great. <laughs> Shut up. Shut my mouth. Slap my but ass and call me Sally. you superheroes in this one. Deadline brings word that wanted director Timur Bucka. Why do you make me have to say these Dang last names. <laughs> Bekmad Betov is teaming up with ZQ Entertainment and Lee's Cow Entertainment to bring some of the late writers' horror stories to the big screen. The first order of business is to develop the new films based on Sawbones and Carnival of Killers. And if you've never heard of them, you're not alone. Deadline describes these stories as unex unexploited horror works oh interesting Lord. but it isn't clear if they are comics or if they have even been published at all during lee's lifetime mm, we're digging out into the deep we're going into, into the vaults the, yeah of lee. this is nice um regardless they promise to showcase a darker side of lee's storytelling ability um kevin Col kolsch and dennis wildemar Nailed it. Who co-directed the nineteen or the twenty nineteen remake of Pet Cemetery, are adapting Carnival of Killers. Uh, the story takes place during the Dust Bowl period of the nineteen thirties and follows a young girl with psychic abilities who takes refuge with her mother in tra in a traveling carnival. Wow. However, she soon learns that this carnival is ground zero for an alien invasion. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it seems like to me there was this period like the last 10 years. That's wacky. It is. Yeah. It's very wacky. When Stanley stepped down from Marvel, he created POW Entertainment. And POW Entertainment, there's a he spent a lot of time cooped up into an office cubicle writing styles of stories he'd never written before. Horror genres. I mean, he had never done that before. He always focused on yeah, the teenager. And so they're bringing these to life, and I'm like really excited. That's about amazing this. that they're, it's cool, they're right? pulling those out and blowing the dust off of them. Get it? Dust bowl? Yeah, you so. I'll be here all night. You, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's so cool, though, because, you know, Stan Lee passed away about two or three years ago. I was it 2017, 2018, something like that. And 
um it's it's so cool to see that his ongoing legacy is still continuing and um it just shows you man he, he created such a body of work that it's just unprecedented what all that he's done in his lifetime yeah but anyway i'm pretty excited about that but coming up next this is kind of in and speaking of horror genres this is this is pretty darn cool and this one came I through like this. i really like this one came in last week but over the last few years nicholas cage has kind of found a niche for himself as kind of the star of several oddball horror films but now he's getting ready to play one of the biggest horror icons of all time now the hollywood reporter brings word that cage has been cast as Dracula in Universal's Reinfeld. Now, Nicholas Holt will start. Now, we all know Nicholas Holt, right? You know who that is? Yeah, yeah. X-Men? Anybody? Uh, supposed to be Batman. It's supposed to be. supposed to be, yeah, absolutely. Uh, will star in Reinfeld as the title character who originally appeared in Bram Stoker's Dracula as an in inmate of John Seward's lunatic asylum. Remember when uh, Keanu Reeves, Bram Stoker's Dracula, you had the guy that was crazy that was guarding the coffin in the in the vessel that was making its way to... Yeah, anyway, I'm really getting nerdy there. Uh, I know too much about horror films. Reinfeld was uh, usually found raving in his cell or eating insects and other small animals in order to absorb the life force and become immortal. However, readers later discovered that he was in service to Count Dracula himself. Now, this won't be the first time that Cage and Holt have shared the screen together. The two previously starred as father and son in The Weatherman in 2005. But it's really cool to see an aged, more seasoned Nick Cage kind of assume the role as this horror icon. I, I'm, I'm excited to see this in the realm of Bram Stoker as well. So, kind of cool. I, I don't know if this is slated for... You know, fall, autumn, Halloween, 2022, 2023. But it's pretty exciting um, what they're doing here. And I, I love how Universal is kind of constantly rebranding its horror genre. And I, I kind of feel that we're almost due for a Frankenstein reboot because I love Frank. But um, you're, you're absolutely right. I think they're working on Frankenstein. I, I, I think what Universal is doing after Tom Cruise's disastrous mummy movie, they said, we're going <laughs> to start a new universe but we're going to go small lower budget have more of an independent feel and the first one was uh the invisible man which was really good in my opinion. kevin bacon really right enjoyed that that move wait is that again George? was it kevin bacon uh no, no this was the one last year with oh um, yeah yeah you're right never mind handmaid's tale handmaid's tale actress that's right yes. the invisible man yes and um i forgot all about that Haunting one Hill house but this this movie was you know, super small, lower budget, right in the middle of pandemic, so a lot of people didn't see it. But it was really good, and it did really well for, you know, how small of a film it was. So now Universal's like, we're going to get these esteemed actors, we're going to bring them in, and kind of make these more character studies, but keep the horror intact. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage coming off Pig, now, have either of you guys seen Pig? I have not, year? but I've heard crazy stuff about it. It's awesome. It's on Hulu. It is top ten okay. of the year for me right now. Um, seen almost 300 movies, top 10 of the year. That's, I was going to say, that's that's pretty that's high up there. That's kind of high ranking he, for you. He's getting some nominations, too, Nicolas Cage is, and he's still in the Oscar talk. I don't think he's going to get it. He's still in the Oscar talk. Uh, but let's carry that energy, Nicolas Cage, into this film, and I think we're going to have something special, man. This is, I'm very excited. That's, that's awesome. That yeah. is so good. Well, we have one more article for you, and Austin, I believe you get the honors of this one. Uh, let's go.
I need my matrix glasses. For you do. This you one. do. So, yeah. <laughs> no one expected Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss to reprise their roles as Neo and Trinity after the Matrix Revolutions. Uh, after all, both Neo and Trinity died in that movie. Regardless, the, the Matrix Resurrections, that's the name, uh, will bring back Reeves and Moss. Um, and no one is more surprised about that, uh, about that than they were. While speaking with Entertainment Weekly, Reeves and Moss shared their initial response to the new Matrix film. Uh, when I read the script for the first time, I was with Keanu reading it at the table. I had no idea how we were going to go back to that world, says Moss. Uh, I fantasized it in my mind, I do that sometimes, uh, <laughs> yeah. like three different scenarios. I was nowhere close. It's throwing down the Matrix gauntlet again, added Reeves. Wow. It's super smart, clever, entertaining, suspenseful, funny. The Now, here's, here's what I like. The writing is spectacular. So my question for you all is, are you guys excited for the Matrix Resurrections? Uh, I believe they've already had their first screenings, and we don't have reactions just yet, but I actually heard they're lifting embargo, uh, what would that make, six days before release, which 22nd. isn't a bad sign. Isn't, let's say it's six days before release, that is the 16th of December? Yes. That will be next Thursday, the embargo mm -hmm. releases on that? That's what I'm hearing, so okay. that's, pretty, that's a pretty good sign. I mean, if it... If it was going to be a disaster, I would assume they would save that for a little bit later. So, so far, so good, right? Wow. Yeah. Well, we know that Nick K. I mean, not kicking it, but Keanu has still have, has got it because I mean, his John Wick stuff he's doing is just yeah, crazy. He's a, he's a beast. He is a beast. Yeah, yeah. He is quite the beast. But um, well, that's going to wrap it up for this week. Are you guys excited for the Matrix? I mean, I'm pumped. I'm, I mean, I'm the trailer's great. A trailer looks amazing. Let's Go follow I'm, the white rabbit. I'm really interested because you know there's no um uh what was the name of the uh, the actor that played um Morbius um Lauren Fishburne. There's no it's weird. It's like everything rebooted or something reset. Yeah. And so yeah, even even the agents not the same agent. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's so different. So Mr. Anderson. Mr. <laughs> I love that so much. All right. So. Are you guys excited for Matrix? If so, drop your comment down below. Uh, are you going to be watching it on HBO? Or are you going to actually yes. enjoy this in the cinema? Mm -hmm. I think I'll do the latter because I want that full cinematic silver screen experience. I, I got to get... Tap into the Matrix. I got to see this. I got to see it on the big screen. Um, but anyway, we guys are ready to throw down a little Hollywood uh, Christmas vacation, a little Chevy Chase, a little... Did I break one clock? Are you guys ready for this? Are you guys ready for Retro Rewind? Because I know oh, yeah. I am. All right, guys, don't go anywhere. The Retro Rewind coming your way right now. <laughs> Retro Rewind, and it is, oh my gosh, I would say this could be my top Christmas movie ever. Mm. And the reason I say that, I watched this in the summertime. I watched this in the springtime. If I just need a quick pick-me-up, I watch this whenever I want to. This is my jam right here. This movie is so funny, and it is so classic. There's just so much heart behind this movie and it continues on with the Chevy Chase National Lampoon story 
We first got National Lampoon's Vacation, which was, oh, that was so their cool. journey going to Wally World. Remember Wally that one? World. Wally yeah. World. And then part two picks up National Lampoon's European Vacation. And so this would be the third in the saga, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, 1989. Probably one of the best classic movies of all time. I can go on about this film because I know so much crazy trivia and, and insider stuff about this movie. I want to say that for last. I want to go to Lindsay Badger right now. Sure. Lindsay, hey. you've had to have seen it unless oh, you've lived gosh. under a rock. Give me, have I seen it? Give me your thoughts. <laughs> break it down. Give me the Badger spiel. There, okay, so there's like a staple of every Christmas season. You know, you have the the... The Nightmare Before Christmas, you have Elf, you have all these other great, and you know, A Christmas Story, you can go on and on with all the great classic movies. This is one of those traditional classics that you have to have on your TV a minimum of once, but I encourage you five times, at least during the month of December, (laughs) just to get that good family feel. And I think the reason why I love this movie so much is because it's so relatable. There is so many Mm. different characters in this movie that you can at least find one to relate with. I can relate with a lot of them. Uh, My dad was the one that always, when I was a kid, did the Christmas light thing and he was all about it. My mom is always the let's make everything look perfect and be perfect. And, you know, do that was like her, her jam and her little (laughs) persona. So I relate to the, the the married couple and that Chevy Chase and and, and plays that that whole concept is like essentially my childhood okay yeah and then you know and, and that also piggybacks on the the relatability of of going out and doing your activities so when the kids are in the car and the parents are singing la, 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 you know in the beginning of the movie they're going out to pick out a Christmas tree. I never really got Christmas tree, but I can remember going to see Christmas lights or a Christmas parade or Mm -hmm. all these activities I would be dragged to as a kid. You have this Christmas music blaring on the radio and everybody's like overemphasizing the Christmas season. And so it's just dripping with that nostalgia for me all the way through the movie. And then you have all of the strange, quirky family members that are coming to your house. Now, I don't have a ton of family members that come to my house for Christmas, but I do for Thanksgiving. And trust me, I have a cornucopia of fun characters myself that I get to interact with during the holiday season. So I I just, I think that's the reason why I love it the most. And then you sprinkle in all of the comedy that's always gold with Chevy Chase. It, it just makes it a perfect movie to watch over and over and over again. I love that. I love that so much. Uh, yeah, you hit it on all all cylinders. The characters for me is definitely what brings that family dynamic. I mean, from Cousin Eddie showing up. Oh, my about, gosh. <laughs> Everyone has that one family member, right? Oh, my gosh. It's that just, one family member. You go get the leather sheets and the gerbils. <laughs> I mean, it's just so many one-liners in this movie that just cracks me That's up. That's an RV, Clark. <laughs> There's an RV. <laughs> I wouldn't let him get too close to you. He's got a lick fungus we ain't identified yet. But <laughs> it's so quotable. It There's so many one-liners. It's so good. Uh, Austin Burke, what do you think about Christmas Vacation? I love it. I, I actually got to see uh, last December we rented out a theater with Madison's coworkers, and we got to see this one on the big screen. Oh, so that, cool. that, that, 
That oh was my unlike, gosh, that's, that's amazing. That's awesome. It was awesome. And I, I, I could have never imagined seeing this movie on the big screen and thinking, I think I like it even more. But I did because you're just in it. Like you're in the world. You're with Clark. You're, you're experiencing, I think, the ultimate like representation of what Christmas means to not only your family, but to Clark. Like you get the quirkiness, you get the fun and the jokes and Cousin Eddie. And it's, it's, so, it's so ridiculous. There's so many funny moments. But there are also those moments you know, when he finally gets all the lights to turn on mm. for the oh, first time. Yeah. Or when everyone's gathered together after this this pure disastrous moment <laughs> and they all start singing. And I'm like, yeah, that I cared. And maybe it's because you already have fil a couple films of investment in him, right? But yeah. I cared so much in those moments. And, you know, it tells me you don't only have this really quirky, silly, ridiculous comedy that you're going to laugh at and forget about you have something that's going to resonate mm. because yeah. you can relate, right? It has all your sticks and your cliches. I love, I love how it bounces between those two worlds though. Yes. Uh, the, the dinner table is a perfect example oh, because whenever they, the they, they cut, when they open that scene up, it's a beautiful table, a gorgeous yeah. turkey, all the families gathered around. I get all the warm, cozy feels. And then the tip of the knife hits that bird and it just pops open. It's, it's nasty. Just, and it's like the rest of the dinner is just a hot mess, but you know, yes. you have that one, sparkling moment of christmas card perfection and yeah. then the rest of it is reality <laughs> and when he when he's up in the attic and you just you hear oh. the music kind of swell up and you're like yeah. when he's watching all the videos of past yeah. christmases that's so oh, sweet i love it and and i care so much and you just you don't have those actors like chevy chase anymore right right we have some that that use facial expressions and and quirks and silliness and ridiculousness and, and but there's no one really like a Chevy Chase or really a lot of these like 70s, 80s, maybe yeah. early 90s comedic actors that just use physicality to make you laugh along with just brilliant dialogue delivery. So I I love this film, right? You could you pick it apart a little story-wise, yeah. stuff like that, but but why would you, man? This is a Christmas yeah. classic at its core, and I don't care. I don't know, Margo. <laughs> See, how I many one-liners? Well, see, and I think movies like this are not meant to be taken so seriously on this overarching storyline. It's meant for the smaller moments that are strung together by yeah. the storyline so that good. really are what shine. It is, and you guys hit it right on the head. I mean, for me, I remember watching this movie with my dad on the couch as, as you know, I was probably in high school at the time because this mm -hmm. came out in 89 and I was in high school around 94. So we we got to see this about every Christmas. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, we own the VHS copy of this. But there's just so much goodness about this movie from from the dinner table scene that you were talking about is is picturesque. It's almost like a Hallmark card. Then yeah. all of a sudden, all hell breaks loose. Uh, the dog is hawking up stuff under the table. Uh, the, the, <laughs> Eating Jello with cat food eat, on oh it. Oh my god, it's so yeah. bad. And it's so um, good. And, Give uh, me some more. Aunt Bethany is 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 doing the national anthem. <laughs> to the flag. It's so <laughs> Grace. She died Why thirty years ago. That's my favorite. It's when she goes, Grace. It's, I love that. It's so the good. blessing. <laughs> go in the living room and get my stogie um <laughs> so good um See, there's it's the one-liners it, it, yeah. like there's the this one bowl. funny moment my dad's a coal miner so he's always had these back issues and stuff and so my dad likes to eat like super early and he's like 
like, Dad, why do you why do you eat at three o'clock? Why don't you eat with the rest of America at six o'clock? He's like, I've got to take my back pill. And so every time her father in the film says, we got to go, I got to take my back pill, I got to eat. I always am reminded of my poor dad. God bless his heart. But it's just, it is so good from the soundtrack of Ray Charles when he's in the attic to just these amazing serene. And then Cousin Eddie, need we say more, God bless him, um, uh, is just so many one-liners. And we can't forget the neighbors next door who kind of are oh, the antagonists. Oh, gosh, they are just um, amazing. They are the kind of like yeah. the modern, futuristic, uh, you know, of yeah. the time, no the kids, upper class. No no family in yeah. town, so it's just the two of them. Yeah, and it's yeah. just They're just like, trying to have a nice, quiet evening with some wine it's and not happening. chill. It's not happening. And it is just wrecking their it lives. It is not happening. Just wrecking their <laughs> lives. Um, but you know, a funny thing, you guys, I want to give you a couple things and we're going to rate this because I want to make sure we have some time for Hawkeye. Um, but Chevy Chase was what we call a physical comedian. A lot of people don't know this, but a lot of his stunts when he was on Saturday night live was his own stunts. And today Chevy Chase suffers one of the big things. They say he's really grumpy guy today. And one of the reasons there was this documentary on why that is, he is in a lot of pain because of all the falls he took. Because he did most of his stunts. Most of his stunts in National Lampoons is not a stunt worker. Most of them are his. When he's falling and tripping and doing all these funny things and running around, that's him being him. And they him. have to do it several times. To get several, several takes. takes. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's just, you know, Chevy Chase today is 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 destroyed his body in many ways for us the to, so we can have entertainment. And... Um, it's kind of sad the way that things have happened in his life. I know he's kind of bitter today, and he doesn't want to talk to anybody, and he's kind of shut out, and he's excluded from Hollywood. He very rarely does anything else, but I just want to say, man, this is probably one of his best works of all time. And I'm a huge Chevy Chase fan. I love him in Fletch. Everything he's done has just been awesome on the spot, and this is definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies. You guys ready to rate this thing or what? Absolutely. Lindsay, you go first. All right. Um, I'm going to do eight and a half. Nice. 8.5. 8. Austin. 8.5. 86. 86. I'm going with a 9.2, guys. I just, nice. I have to. I have to. This is when, when Christmas season comes around, December, December the 1st is on the docket. I have to go with this movie. And sometimes I'll watch it three times before the season's over with. Uh, but uh, it's one of my favorite times. Favorite movies of all time. Now, if you're watching Pop X right now and you agree, uh, give us your rating below in the chat. I would love to know. Even if you don't agree. If you, if you don't agree, that's fine. Chat. That's fine. <laughs> Some people could be on the cotton-headed ninny mug You're in like, the right way. That's you know. the stupidest movie of all time. Jeremy Stoltz gives it an 8.1 nice. right now. So 8.1 from Perfect. Jeremy. That's that's good. That's in the 8, 8 category. That's awesome. But um, are you guys ready to transition to a little Hawkeye and talk the first four episodes? Let's do it. All right. Before we do so, I'm going to roll the spoiler alert warning because we are going to be covering the first four episodes of Hawkeye. If you've not seen them or you've not seen today's episode, uh, please go ahead, hit that pause button, come back. Oh, we got to see DC's given 8.5. We got Desiree's given an 8.5. Nice. The comics clash in the house. Welcome What's to Pop X Cast hey. Live. Good to see hey. you, my friend. Hey. 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 All right. So let's go ahead and oh. do this. We're getting eights and eight and a half. Look all at the way this. Across the board. I'm loving oh, this. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Eight, eight, uh, oh, eight out of 10 from the Comic Clash. That's awesome. Man, you guys are just kicking it tonight. I love that. All right. So we're going to roll the spoiler alert warning for Hawkeye. If you've not seen it, beyond this point, you have been warned. We'll be right back. Danger, danger. You are about 
to enter a pop-pop X. Spoiler alert. Beyond this point, there is no return. You have been warned. Really quickly, we got SJ with nine point, uh, what is it, eight point uh, five, and then Michael Murray with a nine point zero on that. Nice. All right, so here we are. We it's this Hawkeye, the first four episodes. We've made it. My gosh, what a fun ride this is! It's it's the series we know we didn't need to see. Yeah. Did yeah. Did you guys know about the? this storyline beforehand i assume yes because i'm always the one that doesn't know well in the comic books kate bishop kate bishop spent out i think about six maybe eight years maybe okay so she's a fairly new she's fairly new there's there's a series that marvel did about seven years ago like old man logan which was talking about then you had old man hawkeye yeah it kind of was talking about the heroes in their older age as as they age, these heroes age, and they're bringing in this new influx of superheroes. Kate Bishop was definitely that superhero. Uh, the storyline is very similar in in the first episode on how her she's being up from the comics to the to the very accurate in her backstory. Um, and I just think it's really cool because we're almost kind of seeing old man Hawkeye. Because he's got the hearing aid issue, that loss of hearing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's something I'm I'm trying to figure out. Is that a stem from Avengers, or where did the hearing loss come in from? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Or is it just his age? Oh, that's something he's just dealing from with. From him being around explosion, explosion. I would say so. I mean, it would yeah. have to be right. Just I'm going to assume the the biggest moment was in Endgame when the compound uh, kind of explodes. I'm going to assume that was kind of because that that is a missile hitting the compound and yeah. he you know he in is there right in the middle of that and he's just a person right everybody yeah. else there is yeah. a hero it's black widow's dead at that point he's so kind of like the think, batman of, of a sorts you know yeah, there's no absolutely. powers he's just a yes. dude that's really well trained mm-hmm. and um absolutely. and so I, I i feel that it's we're four in of six is that right austin there's yeah. only oh, is it six total six. there's just only six. two there more eight. No, yeah. no. I mean, I'm just sitting here like they got a That's lot great. of they got a lot of wrapping up to do here. <laughs> I'm I'm glad that they didn't spend a ton of time diving into the origin story, just enough to give you a glimpse of what she came from and where she's headed, and then we moved forward mm-hmm. on a pace of timely manner. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, we are starting to see snippets and releases of some of the characters in this series. That's actually going to be eventually. Uh, making them way into the MCU. Um, for example, uh, we're going to do, do a roundtable, but I'm going to hit these off right quick. We did see the hand in episode two, um, the hand that rested on, uh, I believe it was Echo's shoulder. Um, when she was a kid training, it was her backstory episode. The hand is definitely uh, Carl uh, Fisk, Wilson Fisk, which yep. is Kingpin. I recognize that. Uh, the voice, you can definitely tell that's Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, we're just waiting for his facial cameo. It has been rumored that he is going to be CGI'd as a larger, more comic-accurate okay. version. That makes more sense. Uh, so that we're going to see Wilson Fisk look big, uh, as opposed to what we saw him in Daredevil. Also, too, we got the Swordsman, who is the uh, soon-to-be stepfather of Kate Bishop. Uh, so that's an interesting play there. There's some different dynamics going. He's kind of involved with the jump coat mafia. The um, I don't know what you call them. The the what tracksuit mafia? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you've got Echo herself, 
who is now just announced at D23 three weeks ago, getting her own spinoff show. Now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, she is the first Native American superhero that is going to be getting her full backstory. Yep. That's great. I'm excited for that. I am so happy to hear that the Native American community is getting a hero involved in the MCU. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff, moving parts. And then, of course, episode four, we got Yelena. Uh, if you don't know who that is, you might want to go watch Black Widow because that's a big thing, and she's the new widow. But I want to go immediately to Austin Burke. Austin, we're, we're going to talk one through four as a whole. We're not going to break it down episode by episode. What are your thoughts? How is the series progressing? Do you feel it's going at a good pace? How is the writing? I would say the the this show is the most, I would say this and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, are the most MCU-feeling shows, mm. but that's not necessarily a bad thing. And I believe Hawkeye is doing something a bit different because we're getting kind of the wear and tear of what if a human being fought with the Avengers and then had to deal with the fallout of that, and of course doing these side missions, meeting Kate Bishop, all that stuff. But we see throughout every single episode he is dealing with something that happened to him physically mm. and the biggest thing of course is his hearing but we see i believe it was in episode two where he's telling kate bishop how to bandage a wound and how to wrap this up and he's got his whole medical kit and you know this is stuff that we weren't we were never able to see in the avengers movies because why would they spend time on that right? right but now that it's his show and we can relate to this like yeah, he's just a guy i mean he's a, he's a super guy uh because he's the best in the world that's why why Iron Man called him Legolas and the Avengers, right? Yeah. He's the best at what he does. He is. But he's still a human being, and he has to deal with all that. So seeing this side of Hawkeye, I think it all started with his family in Age of Ultron. Oh, my God. the Avenger, An Avenger has a family, someone to go home to. And then, of course, the fallout of that. And I love how they're utilizing his stint as Ronan mm. in this because he did some bad things, man. He was murdering people. And the biggest one, I'm interested to see how this goes, is, of course, you know, how is Echo going to feel when she figures out that he is Ronan? How is mm. she going to feel? How is she going to react to this? And do, you I think, think do you think that will come out, Austin? I do. I, I think she's already, she's on to it. She's so close, right? But there's going to be some sort of culmination in episode six that, guys, I, I'll be honest, I'm a little worried. And maybe it's not Echo because she's getting her own show. So I don't think she'll end up truly evil, right? I'm a little worried that Hawkeye may not make it to the end of this show. I'm a little worried. And whether that be retirement, like full-on retirement, never to come back, or maybe death, I, I don't know. But they're setting it up to where he's passing the mantle. He sure and is. And we just don't know if he's going to stick around. That being said, in episode four, we started to get like, oh, they're going to give Hawkeye's comic accurate costume. We're going to get a showdown with Yelena, all these things. So to me, it's almost like there's too much to do. So I don't think he's going to die, but it's a possibility. It, it does feel like there's a lot of moving parts that they need to try yes. to, the loose ends need to be tied up. You've got the story arc with Echo. And I don't think that was her father figure. That was her person that took her in, right? The the, the guy yeah. that owned the garage or whatever she was working yeah, at base, and yeah, was killed yeah, by like Ronan. The, um, mm -hmm. Then there's the whole backstory with Kate Bishop and the swordsman. Um, I, I'm sorry, that actor. I see him from Better Call Saul, and I'm just I know him as <laughs> I know him as that. Yeah. But um, 
it, it, will we see him as the swordsman? Uh, I, it, yeah, I don't know. And also, too, uh, with Kate, with with Hawkeye and and Kate Bishop, will they become a dynamic? Because we see all the promo, like even the PR photo that I'm showing here on the screen, it, it, it they're together, they're battling. But if they're in this outfit, which we have yet to see, which is a comic accurate outfit, almost to to some sort, they're going to have to be battling somebody. Is it Yelena? Is it the Swordsman? Is it Kingpin? I doubt it's Kingpin. I think they're going to be setting him up for something bigger down the road in the MCU now that Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox has been officially Kevin feige into the MCU. Um, so I, I feel, I don't know who the battle is going to be unless it's Echo, and they're going to be battling Echo. Lindsay, what do you got on this? I, I'm thinking with the short amount of time, and I don't think we have a green light for a season two yet, right? No, no nothing's been okay, announced So yet. they're either, it's going to be two, it's either they're going to be using Maya or Echo. I, I, they don't call her Echo in the series yet. They yeah. just call her Maya. Yeah. So for viewership, <laughs> I'm going to call her Maya. Maya. So um, she is uh, essentially going to be our big bad of season one. Right. Yes. At, at feel, the very least. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's foreshadowing of bigger things to come for, for this little franchise that they're they're building on but i don't think we're going to be seeing that in this series i think they're going to keep it mostly focused on maya and the relationship with ronan and solving that whole thing putting ronan officially to sleep and then at that point once that mission's done his whole goal is to get home for christmas to his family to be with his family yeah. so either that's going to happen and he retires or he's going to be killed those i mean that's really the only two options for him that i see or maybe, God, I don't want to end the season with tears, guys. It's Chris. I, I don't either. I Anyways, mean, but par part of me wants to say that they're going to end it with him officially. Now, this is hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, you can take it as verbatim, but he's just going to kind of end his mantle and pass right. it to Kate and just finally be with his family. But here's here's another thing too that might be a consideration is Kate. I'm, I'm considering Kate's age. She's a college kid, right? Right. And she does all of these, you know, gymnastics things. She's highly skilled in all the activities that she's ever done. I, you know, there's somebody with some spidey sense that kind of reminds me of the same personality that I could see teaming up together just for age and for skill level and for the whole thing where they could do some kind of a Young Avengers deal yeah, the new where Spider-Man yeah. comes and rolls in here and, and she's going to be a part of that team. I feel like there's a really huge setup for that, especially knowing on the horizon we're getting a She-Hulk in the future and et cetera, whatever. Well, so, you know that the lady that um, – what is the lady's name uh, that was in Seinfeld that has been recruiting – all these characters. Yeah, we, Julia Louis Val. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Val. Uh, she's got the purple in her hair. Um, yeah. She's been recruiting this team of misfits. Uh, she started, um, obviously, at the end of um, the Falcon right. and the Winter Soldier series, recruiting uh, him. And then we also have, at the end of Black Widow, recruiting Yelena as the new Widow. So we have this mm -hmm. whole new blood of individuals. Um, yeah. The only missing element here. And then we may get a drop by the end of She-Hulk. I kind of hope we do. Is the Red Hulk, General Thunderbolt Ross, is okay. the leader of the Thunderbolts. Yeah. And so um, I, I'm kind of hoping it goes that way. 
and so, in Shang-Chi, when uh, Wong right. sends Abomination back through the portal, That's right. that was the facility. That, that is the facility, yes. <laughs> and so, so, I mean, you're you're seeing all the pawns being set, pawns, the players being set for the next generation to come in, and it's also all youth. The, the yep. youths are the, coming. The youths. The youths. <laughs> the youths are coming. Um, so I mean, if you're if you're taking a broad spectrum of the the Marvel layout, it's definitely headed that way. Uh, my man over next door to me, I should probably throw a rock at his window, but Shane makes a really good point um, about the Rolex. What is yeah. it about this Rolex that was stolen from the Avengers right. compound? What is it's important, and why is it so big to Hawkeye? Was was I mis- Am I mistaken? Did his wife speak Russian? His wife spoke Russian. Now. I believe, and I I wasn't familiar with this, so I didn't even mention it in my video this morning, but someone pointed out to me in the comments that she is also a spy in the comics. And as, yeah. as accepting as she is of what he does, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean she'd have wives, to understand. Wives can be supportive, but she's like supportive. Yeah. <laughs> she's from Russia. All right, so the, something's up there, and and it may yeah. the Rolex may be hers at the you know what I mean? Like she could tie in there. So it, it would be interesting to see that. Yeah. And it was just weird to know uh, it was German, is what German. Uh, Shane okay. was talking about. Well, das ist so gut, mein Freund. Um, but it was really cool to see the that there's this focus on this artifact. It's not Ronan's blade or the Ronan costume that is more important to Jeremy, but this. Jeremy Clint, I guess Jeremy Renner, but this 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 Rolex, I, we gotta have some sort of closure on this item. I don't know. No, he has such an attachment to Nat. Could it have been something related to her? Like oh, she may have gotten it for him as a gift or something, and that's yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. a yes. memory piece. Yeah, that's really that's really good. I never did think about. It. Maybe it is an emotional attachment. Yep. And I thought that one scene when he's hanging off the edge and he's having he takes the earplug oh. out and he's having that moment of reflection, and he has those flashbacks of Avengers, you know, and she's she lets go of his arm and is this man? It, it, I can't imagine what, everything that's going through his mind as he's trying to figure this out. And then that one scene when Kate Bishop jumps off, is kicked off the edge, and that same scene, his arm dangling down. You know, like he was with Natalie, mm-hmm. Natasha, Natasha Romanoff, rather. It, it's just—it's so iconic how they set those up, and and that's when we really we see him immediately confirm him confirm to himself. She doesn't need to be here. I need to get Kate Bishop away from this because I can't lose someone else, and that tells me he cares about Kate Bishop. So that's the kind of character depth that I think this shows. Doing a really good job of unexpected. The, the chat is, is chiming in on this Rolex. And they're saying yeah. that uh, the comics clash that uh, Tony Stark's Rolex, maybe? Interesting. And then thoughts. also Shane is saying that I thought it was Iron Man's gauntlet from Civil War. Ah, that's interesting. That's interesting yeah. because uh, nanotech. Um, I thought Rolex was going to be a code word. And then I saw a watch. I'm like, no, that's no, actually it's a actually Rolex. A so physical like, Rolex. What does this mean? Yeah, you know? I don't know. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot of things that they're setting up. Uh, you know, the swordsman. I hope we see more of that character because he is he's such a dynamic. He's kind of like the Zorro of Marvel. And he's not yeah. good and he's not bad. But in this series, he's portrayed bad because he's part of the uh, tracksuit mafia that is inevitably working for Kingpin. Um that's not good. 
<laughs> That's yeah. not good at all. So there's going to be a dynamic between Kate, her mother, and this new father figure. Uh, that's going to be playing in. And then also, too, setting up for Kingpin, which is going to be lining it right up for Daredevil and things to come. Could we see So Wilson? many different oh. things tie into Kingpin. Boom. He's a, like a massive villain. Well, he's, he's the one the that funds everything. Stars. Well, yeah. he funds and everything. This is Kevin Feige in a nutshell. You ready for this? <laughs> he is the so Kingpin. So next week, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out, and I... Have a hunch, say no more, that a little character by the name of Daredevil, or at least Matt Murdock, will be popping up in that movie, which is also the same week, uh, episode five of Hawkeye, which I have a hunch, say no more, that Kingpin will be popping up in next week's episode. So you have Kingpin and, and Charlie Cox's Daredevil the same week for the first time in the MCU. Now, Talk about impeccable planning and scheming. That would be no mistake, ladies that and gentlemen. Is no, that, that is, is fully intended no, for your viewing pleasure. Yes, that is the best Man, example. I of, hope. I hope oh. in two weeks when we come back on the, um, what are we doing this on the nineteenth of December? Uh, will be our <laughs> next show. Uh, spoiler alert: We're doing a Spider-Man crazy show on No Way Home. Uh, so stay tuned for that in two weeks. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I hope you're right, man. I hope you're right. I hope you nail this, bro. Um, but so far, four episodes in, two more to go. I gotta say, Hawkeye is is definitely killing it for me. It is it is good. I mean, all so these Marvel to, shows. Um, quickly circle back to the the suits because you were talking about how we haven't seen the suits yet. I think we're gonna see them in episode six because she is multiple times mentioned the marketing of his brand. And so she's going to have these suits made to have this massive battle in the final. I episode. think the LARPers are going to make them. Yep. The yep. LARPers. I think because, you know, she's got that deal. It's like, I'll give you so-and-so and you, you can have all the material for the suits. She's really yeah. hung up on these outfits. She really wants she a is. costume. And she, she drew that napkin <laughs> image of like the wings for Hawkeye and the H, you know, the whole comic book. Thing. I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah. yeah. It's comics, not going to be the last. Comics the Clash in the chat is saying it was actually confirmed that Kingpin is coming to episode five. So they, um, they were technically scoopers, but I, I trust a lot of these scoopers. So super I, I scooper. Pretty, pretty good confirmation from a lot of these people that I trust, but yeah. no, no big varieties or anything like right. that. Yeah. We may not actually do a closure show on the series of Hawkeye because we got a lot of content coming out in the next few weeks, especially with Spider Man next uh, Christmas. You next know, there's week. that too. But um, <laughs> I think I don't want to officially rate Hawkeye, um, no. but right now I'm setting probably at a good seven point eight. Maybe seven point nine. Um, it, you know, it's it's on the higher end, but it's not actually at an eight because we just I've not seen the finality of it. I don't know. Um, yeah. How are you guys feeling? Because I don't want to give an official I'm, score. I'm right on par with where you're at at the moment. Okay. Um, I'm I'm liking where it's headed. I'm I feel good about it. I feel like there's a strong, clear mission for both good and bad sides. Yeah. Uh, so I can't wait to see what twists and turns are ahead in the next two episodes me too it's going to be a ride austin what are your what are your thoughts what are your hopes for hawkeye in the next two episodes yeah if it nails it i, I think we got a good shot at hitting that eight range i really do um, it's it's 
it's going to take a lot because, again, there are a lot of subplots we have to deal with. There are a lot of extra characters and things tying in from other movies and TV shows. Um, and I don't think we're going to get a lot of some things that people may, expecting, may be expecting a lot from. Like, you're going to get a little bit of Kingpin. Uh, you're going to get a little bit of these storylines. But I think someone like Yelena and especially someone like who will inevitably be Echo um, those are the two storylines that I'm just, I'm hoping they nail. And if they can nail those and see Hawkeye maybe officially pass that mantle, yeah. uh, I'm going to be really, really happy with the way yep. the show ends. Comic Clash says he's going to go with an eight, but that could definitely change depending Absolutely. on how everything wraps up. I totally agree with that statement. Yes. It's way too early because there's still a lot of story to be told. And so, mm -hmm. but so far, I'm truly, I mean, I love how Disney Plus is giving us these expansive stories that is tying into the cinematic glory. I just mm -hmm. love that. I mean, it's WandaVision blew the lid off of the possibilities of what could happen. Oh, yeah. And it has been one crazy ride ever since. Uh, this has been a great year uh, for for the MCU and for Marvel. I mean, it's just continuing to, to, to pour out these amazing shows. They've, they've really revolutionized storytelling in crossing mediums. Mm -hmm. where yep. your story is bouncing between the box office and the streaming world yep. and still having continuity and carrying on between the fans. And I think that that's just really cool. And we've not even talked about Star Wars, the Mandalorian oh, and the Book of that's Boba Fett, how those really stories are intertwining in the Star Wars canon. Yeah. Um, I mean, and Book of Boba Fett's coming out in just a few weeks. And so, when is that? The 29th, I believe, it's dropping? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, my gosh. I mean, hunk, hunker down, guys. This is this is crazy. And then she hopes right around the corner. For popcorn for Christmas. Dude, oh I'm telling yeah. you. Um, and then, if I'm not mistaken, Venom, January 28th. Not Venom, yes. uh, Morbius. 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 Oh, Morbius. Morbius. That's, oh, that's going to be a dark one. That's yeah. going to be super dark. I can't wait. Yep. But, uh, guys, we appreciate it. I think that's it, man. I, I think, you know, we got all of our thoughts out there. Uh, we may not do an official wrap-up of Hawkeye. Uh, we may leave that to you guys. But we probably will reference it in next uh, week's episode when we come back and do Spider-Man. But uh, definitely a great show. I'm excited for it. I appreciate the chat just chiming in because when you start getting into these discussions and, and yeah. the would-bees and, and the could-bees. And it's could been bees, flying all night. Oh, it's it. been great. You guys have been awesome. If WandaVision and Loki happened around the same time, when does this new show happen? When does this show happen? Oh, the timeline, it's... Um, Isn't this like literally six months after it's Endgame? After it's after everybody comes back from yeah. the second Because snap. they referenced the yeah. snap in the series, didn't they? There was a, in yeah. this episode, in episode four. They talk four. about his family leaving. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Getting snapped by All righty. Well, with all that said, we will, uh, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, Austin, if you don't mind, go ahead and, uh, and uh, start that wrap up for us um, for episode 135. Absolutely, you guys. I'm Austin Burke at The Burkinator. You can search and find me and uh, stay tuned. I'm going to have my spoiler-free, 100% spoiler-free <laughs> thoughts on Spider-Man on Tuesday. For you guys and hopefully review the next day um but we are part of the newly formed creative group known as the creative multiverse for more great media content artwork and more find us on facebook groups and, and now discord yeah uh at yeah. the creative multiverse if you guys are a creative and you produce content or have a talent we would like to see it and want to hear you guys share it for us in the multiverse and joe i believe you got that link to the discord it's uh, in the show the description right here Absolutely. At the, at the top of the chat. It too. sure yes. is, man. Please go check that out. Guys. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, Malachi said it's two years after. About two years after. Uh, Endgame. Okay. Yeah. So just a timeline sounds, update on that. That Thank sounds you about right. That. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yes, um, yes. Nice. Thank you. While you're Bash. clicking the buttons and doing the things, make sure you connect with PopXCast everywhere on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, and all of those places. We are the same name, at PopXCast. If you uh, want to send any comments or suggestions to us via email, we do have a lovely address for you. It's popxcast at gmail.com. And don't forget any of those future or past shows. You can always keep us connected on our official website, www.popxcast.com. Oh, God, it's running. Oh, that's a great one. Oh. He's got his little sword. Only at Walmart. Dude. I, I got to tell you something right quick before I get my, my final closure. Funko released. Have you seen these? The Artist Collective. It oh. is the Infinity Saga yep. done in this almost wax-looking glitter. Yep. yep. That's cool. I got the Hulk coming. Santa Claus said he's going to bring it to me. Oh, Santa's nice. They are beautiful. If you've not seen the Funko Pop Infinity Saga Artist Collection, yep. Yep. got to do it. All right, so anyway, let's wrap this up here. I am Joseph Burke Arts at Joseph Burke Arts all over the web. And, of course, hats off to my amazing, my cousin. I love you, bub. And my sis from the other state in Oklahoma, somewhere in the regions of parts in the middle of the entire We're, we're in the middle. Uh, hats off to you guys. I love you guys so much. You guys make this such an enjoyable thing for me. And that's it for this episode, 135. Uh, we'll see you back on 136 course we'll be talking all things peter parker and spider-man and man i can't wait there's so much hype going into this there is so much hype and um it's going to be a great one and also too i want to remind you it is actually 11 minutes after the hour in about 50 minutes or 45 minutes i will be live on my twitch channel twitch.tv slash joseph burke arts we'll be doing the creative multiverse there i'll be hanging out so kind of consider it like a post show of pop x so i'd love to see you and again that discord is in the description and pinned here in the chat so uh everybody good everybody Ready to go? Is, is that Joe, Joe, should I wear my Spider-Man outfit for next week's Pop X cast? Yes, wear yes. your underoos. Yes, wear that. Wear that gold one that I've been seeing on Instagram. That thing, that looks pretty, pretty crazy. I think I'm going to wear it to my Friday screening. You so. need to. I'm, I, it's going to be very embarrassing. Yeah. It shows my crotch a little bit, but that's I nice. Think we can manage. Well, Just know. manscape a little bit. You'll be fine. Nope, <laughs> they're getting all of it. <laughs> Mail it to me in a Ziploc bag, you filthy animal. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. We're out of here, guys. <laughs> you guys have a good one. Take care. We'll see you in two weeks on Spider-Man No Way Home, December the 19th. I'm going to go ahead and schedule that here this week. That way you guys can go ahead and hit that notification bell when it goes live. But uh, we'll see you soon. Take care. Bye. From everyone at PopXCast. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and click that notification bell so you know when we go live next. Drop us an email, popxcast at gmail.com. Throw us up a like on Instagram and all those other social media outlets. At PopXCast. Until next time.